0: Thank you for downloading the A Meal for 2x2 podcast. My name is Niall Bakewell and in every episode I use the excuse of cooking a meal together to catch up with old friends, bond with new ones or bring two other people together while I eavesdrop with the rest of you. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter by searching 42x2, that's F-O-R-2-X-2. Enjoy the podcast. in this episode are Farzana Noor and Kavita Thanki. Farzana grew up in London and Kavita in Belfast and they met in the late noughties when they both attended Atlantic College in South Wales. I recorded them cooking okra curry and chapatis while discussing their shared but varied Desi heritage and their unique schooling experience.
1: So Farzana, what are we cooking today?
2: I think we're going into roots, right? Shared Desi heritage.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Diaspora, South yeah. Asian,
1: But yes. interesting, like interesting that your diasporic desi-ness is so different to mine. Oh. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, cool. So that's what we're about to explore. So um, the Japati dough is resting. Okay. I got to chop some tomatoes okay. and some, we're going to make bindi shak, uh, which is really simple. It's okra or a lady's finger. We call it bindi. Um, and we call it Lalo. Lalo. Oh, mm-hmm. gorgeous. So you um, can get this. We went to Asia supermarket <laughs> <laughs> and had a delightful meal plug for Asia supermarket. I <laughs> They're not paying us. <laughs> Free bubble tea. No, I wish. Um, uh, yeah, so we got it here. But you can also, I've, had, I've got it from Bangla Bazaar before. You can get it in supermarkets. Um I did try growing them in my garden last year, oh, so just putting success? them out there.
2: Yeah, the plant got as tall as me, I'm five foot two. What? So, yeah.
1: What, one bindi? was No, no, no. <laughs> I
2: have quite a few. I'm going to say, I think I made three, and I made like bindi masala, and then I made a Turkish version, which is oh. bamya, bamya stew. So just, just throwing it out there in case anyone's excited about growing oh. okra in the garden, it's very doable. I'm excited about that. <laughs> Come and live be. with
1: me and, and do that for me. Um, yes so you just uh it's like a long kind of sticky weird thing you can also if you can't find it um do it with green beans instead yeah you had green mentioned beans. that it's quite <coughs> yummy but it'll be a different texture and flavor um so yeah i've just got some whatever tomatoes you want i have big ones here because that's <laughs> what the shop was giving me um
2: so i think we're good yes are we golden we
1: are we are
2: Super. So super close. Cool. I'm just gonna admit, I've never really done any of these things before. <laughs> I'm just, you know.
1: <laughs> so like this, is, but this is also <laughs> signi- or also important, right? Like, so I've yes. gone to places and they're like, oh, or like my, I had a French boyfriend and his family were like, cook us Indian food, and I was like, Mama Google, <laughs> like, help me out, right? So, I think that there is something to be said about this disconnect, especially like when you leave home really early, yeah. or that skills and cooking isn't passed on necessarily from your parents it's something that you're like hodgepodging and figuring out and like mm-hmm. oh my mama does it but i don't know how to do it that's actually really true and then at
2: least you know how am i meant to get this out um uh, at least for especially when you're diaspora mm-hmm. and you're then going to these indian restaurants and trying to recreate like because the American cuisine is re- very interesting because it's a combination of you know south asian chinese french mm. um african um so like you know it was once an uninhabited island and then the brits just moved all these people over mm. and then we be- had to become friends and
1: then we <laughs> <have> created <laughs> a is
2: cooking a sensation very rosy, like it, it is, is a very a very very rosy and yeah i don't actually like cooking yeah i struggle a lot with cooking and eating and so i have been very lucky to have had my friend Kavita. make food for me. Mm -hmm. I love cooking and eating. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Um, What we were talking about is like once you leave home, right, you kind of lose a connection to food. And then I think like (coughs) I studied in the U.S. and just um, just trying to like make being an international student um, accessible and less expensive often meant that I sacrificed what I was eating and I just didn't eat and just had a very complicated relationship with food and feeding myself mm-hmm. so <clears throat> it's been very great to be here and be like I can make stuff just by chopping onions
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so we have like these tidbit memories yeah. of spending time with each other but I don't think we spent ex- we spent extended time with each other together as we're doing right now
1: um but i feel like a lot of the relationships from ac are like that or like my mom right she's still friends with this woman or like her her kids are like my my siblings you know Mm -hmm. so these relationships don't somehow need a lot of sustenance there's like a trust there's a there's a truth there's a
2: but then I was thinking specifically about your comment about nostalgia and room for growth ah, right like that's what I was claro. thinking about mm-hmm. was like mm. in this really weird way of coming back to this relationship and then we've been talking about selves and mm. you know what is the narrative of self does it change every five years do you recreate and reincarnate into a new self and that's completely disconnected from the other one mm-hmm. or is it you know it, is there this kernel of self that is continual mm. right
1: and that's what we've been talking <laughs> about until and I've been insisting that there's no current, like, I'm an entirely different human
2: and so if, if that is Maybe if that, <laughs> that is the way of seeing things or it isn't but mm. like this interesting thing of where have we grown and
1: if,
2: mm. and in that memory of self like did what did we create in this memory of who we knew mm. of each other 10 years ago that
1: but is uh, real isn't real I and find I, what do what that, stood? I do that all the time with people where like I, I have no concept of who you are but I have the sense the idea, the gnosis mm. that um, that I like you that you are I mean there's a lot of projection in that and maybe that allows it's a false sense of closeness that then allows for genuine closeness right i don't feel like i'm dogmatic about it um if i love you i love you and oh you're really anti-abortion or you're anti-trans i still love you right? like i didn't know that when i started loving you and it doesn't stop Change me anything? yeah it doesn't stop me now i'm <laughs> like and that's very problematic i get into a lot of what uh, interesting i would actually argue that
2: it's you that's a higher sense of self sense of love, right? Where the love is not dependent on it being a matching of who you are. Like you're able to hold and retain your personal sense of values and be in relationship with other people, mm. right? Like you don't cut them off because they don't agree with mm. you. Like to me, you know, that is a high a great sense of love.
1: My dream is to live with someone who loves Sounds cleaning sense. and hates cooking.
2: Well <laughs> close enough, right? <laughs> perfect team maybe you should hang out with my mother
1: mm. what about the uh, roti? what about the um chapati <coughs> should i start can r- i roll them out for you yeah i'd love you to okay i'll roll them out for you so i have chapati flour here um medium <laughs> um. <laughs> i don't actually know it's like a meal um it but you can use like plain flour if you don't have it um I put it in a bowl I made a little well with my finger in the flour and I filled that well with oil and then I made like I scrunched it scrunch 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 and tried to disperse the oil through the flour and when that happened I added water so lukewarm water bit by bit until it formed a nice like kind of Not wet, you don't want it to be too wet, but like a bread dough. And um, then I covered it with a towel and I left it in a bowl for about half an hour. And now um, I'm taking it bit by bit. Um, so I'm a sort of like a walnut sized.
2: Because I was, you know, we were talking about, so she puts the oil in and I was trying to figure out how my mum does it. Mm. And I realized what my mother would do is she would roll it out. She would... Um, get like a uh what's like a pastry dipping brush put oil in it then she'd roll it up into um like a swiss roll shape make it around again let it sit Mm -hmm. and then she would roll it out into flat to fry so it's Mm. very interesting being like i'm making something that i have some recognition of (laughs) but i'm also not entirely sure how kavita does it compared Mm. to me
1: um
2: and the irony is like this is a staple part of both of our cuisines right
1: yeah really staple i'm also trying to figure out what size i need to make this um, so when I I'm trying to perfect my chapati <laughs> skills because it's so stable and because I'm so bad at it and I go and I, I'm with my aunties and they they know what they're doing and um, it, like we form these chains you know like yeah. one person's doing this one, yeah. and I'm such a useless part of that chain <laughs> like I just hold up the whole production, <laughs> so I'm like no I gotta get this done um, my auntie uh, told me like I've been rolling them too, too thin, thin. Yeah. so but like to me, it's like... It should be thin, but apparently I just don't have control But what size to, should it be?
2: Uh, should oh, okay, so wow, yours are so much smaller than mine. So usually mine are like twice, like my mum would make them, they'd be this big. So the one that Kavita <laughs> has fits into my, it's like the length of my hand.
1: So how would, um maybe that's like 12 centimetre diameter? <laughs> so I need to back up a second, right? I'm an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> and Kavita's
2: giving me the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just saying... um yes uh 12 centimeters in diameter yeah okay Mm. so i'm going to be visiting my grandma in mauritius in mauritius (coughs) uh, this summer Mm. i haven't seen my grandma in 13 years Mm. and so we've been talking kavita and i've been talking about like a family project that your brother nathan had done about um getting history from your family and like all these stories that we don't know about Mm -hmm. and i also wonder whether i should turn that into a mass cooking teaching Learning experimentation. Mm. My grandma can laugh really
1: hard at me mm. about how I know. Bring Nile with you. He can. Uh, he's got all the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy a trip to Mauritius? Sure. <laughs>
2: it's a it's a nice long trip. It's gonna be U.S. to Mauritius, Mauritius to Istanbul, ah. Istanbul to Hong Kong. There's a free ticket
1: going as well. There's a free ticket going <laughs> if I
2: can figure out how to change the name on it. But yeah, there
0: yeah. are not enough. Volumes on the planet to get me all the way there. <laughs> My fear of flying is so complete and so all-consuming. But <laughs> I yeah, did not Flight know to that. Edinburgh kills me. Wow. Yeah.
2: I did not know that. Yes,
0: yes, yes. I'm I'll now. just
2: knock
1: it out of you. Sit down. <laughs> knock.
0: Is this the new therapy? <laughs> <Just>
1: Exposure <laughs> therapy. <laughs> yeah. So you're asking like where our friendship started. I guess contextually, it started at this school, right? At Atlantic College, uh, which is a boarding school, it's a castle by the sea, part of a larger movement called the United World Colleges. Um, That movement was set up after the Second World War, during the Cold War. The way to create a a world which is peaceful and uh, a world which is uh, the world that we want is to bring kids from all over this world and put them in a small <coughs> space together, make them do school together, do service, so like social community life? service, um, social life, uh, eat together, mm-hmm. yeah, the whole gamut. Eat, sleep, shower, everything, <laughs> study. In this little isolated place, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so there's a, an ethos of like um, community, as a community, also community service, so uh, giving to good causes or like social Mm -hmm. justice or Mm -hmm. to get a place there it's on your merit yeah it's on your academic merit on your like extracurricular activities Mm -hmm. it's on your Mm -hmm. like emotional capacity Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. Um, regardless of your financial background Mm -hmm. of your uh, sexuality of your ethnicity of your race Mm -hmm. of your religion right so these Mm -hmm. like social markers I was I think on 100% scholarship Mm -hmm. yeah like
2: the uh, national committee had funded a whole portion of it and then there was a small amount that they hadn't funded and I had a math physics scholarship that had gotten in London and had bought with me but I remember when I'd asked my mum for pocket money it was this huge thing of like oh you're taking so much money mm. and, we, uh, and so I developed a lot of guilt about ever asking her for money mm. but now that I think about it that was probably just the consequence of I didn't realize what was happening yeah and what was happening with and what, what money ma- meant yeah. yeah and I was not aware of the
1: fact that we were in the financial crisis, right? Because mm-hmm. we were in this bubble. I'm teaching undergrads now and I'm so shocked by how impoverished their education is. Like mm-hmm. they don't have critical thinking skills, they don't have, um, but also they're just disinterested. And I I don't blame them for that. I think that it's entirely like 10 years of austerity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm telling them like, you should be so pissed with the Tories. You should be so angry. Like, mm-hmm. So I see how much it gave me and mm-hmm. I see these, like, friendships and this ability and the, the way it opens the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure I can go anywhere in the world and mm-hmm. with the UWC network, someone mm-hmm. will host me or mm-hmm. someone will meet me anyway. Um,
2: I born and raised in a city, like, uh, Hackney, in a city of London. Um, neither of my parents went to university. Um, you know, I got into AC only because one of my teachers who taught at my secondary school like she came through teach first it's like a hidden secret like i didn't know anything about yeah. this and she literally said to me two years from now i'm going to tell you the secret can you wait and i was like what the hell are you talking about miss warren and she's like oh, "No, no, i can't tell you like you know because our school was trying to keep us because we were going to be the a-level class and mm-hmm. they, they basically like yeah. let go of to of the like top students right yeah
1: it's a problem that we face as an nc now, like yeah. trying to get like trying to get the message out like please apply yeah we have scholarships please apply yeah and schools because they get money for students who return
2: yep exactly like mm. I, I had my math teacher say like I will extend the math department so you can get what you need and I was just <sighs> like that's great and that's really nice of you but like You know, I'd also be your guinea pig, right? Mm. And and also I was just like, I don't know where I want to go, what I want to do. And I know there are better opportunities than staying here. Mm -hmm. I loved my school and I loved my teachers. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like just, I don't know. I think I had a lot that I wanted to do and I wasn't entirely sure. But this teacher who was an alum herself and had never talked about this, right and basically ah. talk to us about it as like no, no. But talk
1: to, to us
2: like a group of you. there were the three two? of
1: us there were three girls uh
2: three girls and two of us got into uwc one of my friends went to the one in hong kong and i went to one in ac uh, the one in wales and the other girl didn't get in which i you know she also had to deal with that too right um and it was really interesting because you know this teacher knew something didn't want to tell us immediately so we had to wait for a
1: year or two it's a really icky way of doing
2: it yeah and i think part of it was like you know it was like she, i don't think she i don't think she wanted to scare us like you know there was mm. so much growth that we i at least i will speak for myself that i had yet to do so much i had to think about mm. um so much of you know like and i remember i think she was right like if she said that'd be like no i'm never leaving like i don't know any other place world would be like i would have been what 13 or 14 when she mentioned this so to me, it makes total sense, mm-hmm. right, um, that she waited because you have to think about who you're talking to. So she's like a huge part of... But when I think about the odds of how that worked out, I never read about the school. I had no idea what it was that a teacher who was an alumni mm-hmm. would be hanging out at my secondary school and would mention this to me. Like when I think of those yeah, odds... Yeah, how fluky that is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that was also really weird for me too.
1: So can I distract? Can yes, I ask you can. a distracting question? Um, You're might. talking about the flukiness of that. Yes. Um, what, what, are your, what are your feelings on like predestination in a way, or like how much do you think chance? Like, what is chance to you, or what is um, as a as someone mm-hmm. of faith, but also mm-hmm. someone of science? Like, where <laughs> what's mm-hmm. your what's your opinion here? Mm-hmm.
2: Also, as a background, I'm Muslim. Um, I'm an engineer to some degree.
1: (laughs) To some degree, with a degree, a degree, an engineer. Uh, I'm an
2: engineer with a degree. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, uh,
2: this is a tough question because I think of myself as just very lucky. Mm -hmm. Um, just like very lucky that all these amazing opportunities have fallen into my life and into my lap. Mm. And to set myself apart, like, oh, I'm so special. Would in some ways I do so much disservice to my sister who's doing an amazing. She's living her life in all these amazing ways mm-hmm. right so authentically to herself mm-hmm. or being authentic to herself right and so that's the first thing I thought of um, I don't know I think I just think that um, there is a deep capacity within us to ride through the biggest and hardest waves if we believe if we believe and we'd be vulnerable and we seek beautiful things i don't know how much that has to do with faith but i think that's my personal philosophy Mm. um yeah i don't know i have a i wouldn't say i have a troubling relationship with faith yes i do to some degree a lot of patriarchy um but i'm also in this place where i'm trying to figure out what my faith looks like and how or where it's going and um And so I've just kind of ignored answering the question and Mm -hmm. I've just taken out all the emotions. But it's
1: also about control, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's something that you're also thinking about and struggling. Oh, so you're thinking about this popping? So what's happening here? Yeah, tough. um, I have started my vagar for the Bundi Shack. Uh, So a vagar there are two ways in what I understand of Gujarati Indian cooking. Um... Certain things will, like seeds, uh, mustard seeds, coriander mm-hmm. seeds, and uh, cumin seeds, won't give their flavor unless they're cooked in oil. Um, so that can either happen before you add things, and that's a regar, or it can happen after, um, and that's a tarka, and then you'll add that to like a, a dal, like a dal, or that you'd um, pour it in at the end. Um, so what I'm doing here is rapeseed oil, in cooked, uh, heated until it's viscous, until it's like watery consistency. And then I throw in uh, hing or asafoetida and mustard seeds and some salt, and they start popping. So that's the noise that you're hearing. Um, Once they've all popped, put a a lid on it or they will go everywhere. (laughs) Um, So that's all popped (laughs) now. I'm gonna throw in the bindi that I chopped into like thumb segment sizes. Thumb segment sizes, I like that. (laughs) And I'm gonna fry this lowly (laughs) on a low heat um, for a while with the lid on it. Um, And in maybe 10 minutes, I'll add in the tomato and my Dania Jira, which is a mixture of ground coriander and ground cumin. So when you were saying that, I was thinking about what's the
2: word that I use to describe that, like when my mum does Mm. the seasoning, either before or after, Mm -hmm. and the only thing I can think of her saying is frikas dal. so I'm thinking frikas is the term, I think, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, (laughs) mummy, for like doing that thing, and dal is just what she would do it with, Mm. and where you can like fry the onions and all the spices so you can release all that flavour.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's really interesting because mm-hmm. you have a term for the pre and the
1: post. Yeah, because they're different yeah. right? and you do it with different recipes. Mm-hmm. So for this one it would be odd to, with this chef it would be odd to do a tarka and mm-hmm. add it in afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to add some chili in as well, which is just to use up the chili <laughs> more than anything <laughs> else. Um, okay, so let me know if this is great yeah, good. Yeah, right? excellent. So we're going to start, should I start cooking them? Yeah. That's also. Do you do it with the gas where you, so you have it on the pan? And I know, so we don't do that. <gasps> so we have a tawa, which I think you have a tawa too. But mm-hmm. my mom, so that's
2: why these are so tiny. It makes so much sense. Because mm-hmm. we never just put it on the gas for it to become. To puff? No. Oh. It's like we do it on the tawa and because she's done all this rolling thing, she's introduced air into the mm-hmm. roti already so when she puts it on the tower little small big bubbles come up but yeah i used to watch all these ads like we, we had star plus so basically we had indian tv and i'd be watching these people I'm like why are they putting their roti on the fire that doesn't make any sense why is it
0: on the fire
2: <laughs> what are they doing mummy? and we just had i had no mm. idea i was like that's them and this is us mm. and it's so fascinating to be partaking in something where like i've seen like that's this interesting thing about being diaspora what were we talking about
1: uh Rotis. Um, Chapattis. I feel like we're talking about something else. I feel like... So before that it was about control, about predestination, about What what are your thoughts on predestination, my lady? (laughs) I can ask the questions and then I have to answer them. (laughs) Um, My thoughts on predestination. I think I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Oh, no! (laughs) Was that predestined? (laughs) That was oh it's all for a purpose <laughs> um i find it really troublesome when my like my i feel like it's a very irish mm-hmm. catholic thing to be like um sure, it's not for you right like uh oksha it's not for you sure, it's not for you um so it happens oh. when my like say you've gone for a job interview yeah and you don't get it yeah and the response isn't like oh that's that sucks, like, it's, oh no, that was never, that wasn't meant to be, that was made for you, that's, yeah. yeah, it's almost like you're talking about superstition with your, yeah, with your family, right, so it's like, it, it's preventing something else yeah. bad happening, yeah. or something better will come along, that wasn't, w- wasn't meant for you yeah. anyway, and you're like, well, fuck off, like, I tried so hard for this, I really so wanted, it's so interesting,
2: because I, I see both sides, like, I agree with you, I'm like, yeah, totally, um, it can be very limiting, but mm-hmm. I also see the side of, like, I think I do believe that everything has a place and a time and makes sense in its own way. And you're just responsible for being the best in that and upholding the best of what you have in that.
1: Sorry, I was distracted. Tell me again. I don't remember what I just said. <laughs> um, um, I think responsibility. I,
2: I think, so like, I, I agree with you. Like it's frustrating when that happens, when you've worked through that. But I also think part of me is like, you know, that was, that was meant to be the way it was. And there's so much you can, you can either take that. Like I hate it when it becomes a, a limiting thing, right? Where like you can't be more than this or so the narrative limits you. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not opposed to when it's like, yeah, that wasn't made to be. And there was, for some reason it didn't work out and you just have to keep going. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm also like, yeah, I can see that. That makes sense to me. It's a principle mm-hmm. that I live by. Is that uh, like, it's a comfort to you? No, it's just like, it's this thing of like, in every single thing that you do in your life, right, there is going to be a positive and a negative, there's going to be a bad thing, a good thing, something you sacrifice, something that you uphold and take on, Mm -hmm. and you have, to me, I feel like you have a lot of agency within that anyway, Mm. right, and Mm. so if something wasn't made to be, there's still an agency of how you continue, right, that's not to say that you give up, but it's also like you have a sense of self and a a way of being in the world, right? And you are not just this character that fits any box and folds into anything. And so there's a way of holding that and being with that if that makes sense. Mm. And so not everything fits into what is Kavita or what is Fazana. And some things, is that, do you think that that's God? Good question. Um, no, I think of God as, um, shit, I'm having a terrible time and I need to, I need to just <laughs> believe that I can be alone and I'm not really alone and that there is this power that is telling me you can keep going. Hmm. I think that's what I think of God. I think. I don't know. I've never asked you if you believe in God. Hmm. Do you?
1: Um, ooh, I think... I think I'm more agnostic than anything else, right? Mm-hmm. So I think... Oh, um, Yes! This is going to puff. <laughs> is it? Uh, almost. Do you have to put it really low? No, it's, you put it... Really high? Yeah, so if um, you want to come, I'll show you the way that um, I was taught to do it. Oh, I haven't quite done it properly here. Okay, so not this one. The first chapati is <laughs> I know, it's like a known
2: Okay, so um Do you need to put any oil on it? No. No, okay. we dry fry. So interesting. So we put a little bit of oil, like we just mm. wipe it down with some oil. Mm-mm. Dry, dry,
1: dry. But this can be gheeed. You can put uh, so that was part of the like uh, factory line. The, mm-hmm. And that was my job as a child. That was the only thing so I was allowed to do. So ghee was afterwards? Yeah. Before? So ghee, you would take, um, I would be given a little a little cup and a little spoon. Mm-hmm. And there would be ghee in that. And I would, like, have to spoon it on. So <laughs> interesting. That's what we would do with the oil. Mm. But we would do it before. Oh, we did it after to keep it drying ah. out. Interesting. So here I have this on. And it, it needs to start, um, uh. No white, it will become white yeah. when it becomes white. You turn it over and cook it like until again it becomes white, but it's already starting to puff. Ooh! Oh, yeah! So, this is what we would do.
2: This Ooh. is the extent of our puffing, Ooh. and there was a lot of moving around and stuff. Oh, so
1: I don't think it's that's quite so ready. It's tiny compared to quite ready to eat. turn yet. Yeah, it would tend to be a bit bigger. Oh, <laughs> I guess I should roll down a little bigger. Nah, I think actually looking at that, that's probably about 12. 12 mil. i don't know how you did so that. so maybe it was more more 15 to 20 mil <laughs> so because i'm worried like w- is this thickness okay because that's what i was trying to control yeah i think better to be so this is what auntie said better to be thicker than <gasps> oh yeah Ooh! oh
2: um she's put it on the fire she's so she's taken it off the frying pan tower thing and has put it straight onto the, um... Flame? The flame, and is watching it puff as she puts it on, on the flame. And it's just <laughs> exciting, because I watch TV commercials of this happening, and I've never done this my whole
1: life. <laughs> do you want to do it? Yeah, sure. So, um, you cook it until you start to see it uh, going kind of white. These are a bit thicker, so maybe, maybe... Maybe I'll
2: go a little thinner. Also, I love the fact that you're doing this with your bare hands, because that's exactly how my mom and I used to do it. <laughs> it's just so fascinating seeing all these different things.
1: Um...
2: You just tell me now.
1: Yeah, so you see it's starting to get white. Yeah. No, I just here. see it's trying to get transparent. Mhm. Oh, that's what you meant by white. Mhm. And so I should flip it around. So actually, what we to be really proper, what you're supposed to do is have a wet cloth, a damp cloth, and you push it down. Actually, yeah. So this is like a, a cleaning cloth, and mm-hmm. you would. Push, push, push. Yep, yeah, so that, you're pressing. The pushing was really important oh, to us, I totally too. I forgot,
2: yeah. Um, and that's what helps it become bubbly. Yeah, yeah. this is what I've been doing wrong.
1: Exactly. Wow, well, I mean, on your point, second iteration, you're doing pretty well if you've gone. Gotten... <laughs> and now you put it on the flame, and it should puff much more easily. Mm-hmm,
2: Oh, we're getting there, we're getting there. Yay! Yay look at that. <laughs> this whole thing has just inflated, <laughs> essentially.
1: Yep. Oh. Want to give it a go? Like that. Yeah, okay. So great. don't push yet. Because it has to start becoming transparent. Yeah. And then when you flip it, so you flip it three times, actually. Um my eyelash? <laughs> <laughs> Extra protein. It's, it's just, just a little bit of hair. <laughs> um, very Indian. <laughs> Yeah, growing up, my dad is so hairy. So you're talking about your dad (laughs) and his habits. I think it's an Indian man, they're just so hairy. Right, so it would always be like an arm hair in your (laughs) like hot chocolate. In the pot now, uh, I started with the bagar, so that was the rapeseed oil and the mustard seeds and asafoetida cooked in that. Um, don't go too heavy with your asafoetida because that's where your farts come in um, that's where your what comes in? that's where you get really gassy oh, <laughs> um, oh you are <laughs> oh, I'm a gassy woman <laughs> um, but go go easy on that Like, I think that was less than half a teaspoon um, but you add that in with your seeds at the start and when, that's, when your seeds have popped you then add in the the vegetable, so the okra, cook that for about 10 minutes and then add in the tomatoes with the uh, chilli and the cumin and coriander ground together um, and then I just put lid on it and it's simmering away there while I'm making these chapatis. Okay, so I have, I think, on my 17th chapati, finally. 17th figured out <laughs> what i'm doing with them um are you almost finished rolling i've got
2: 3 more to roll 3 that are already rolled so we there have 6 more down here
1: gorgeous how's
2: okay. everything going down there with the bindi
1: yeah the bindi's good um i think it will be finished at the same time as our chapatis so what, wonderful timing yeah. and i indeed <laughs> oh, i'm so excited to eat me too.
2: Nice. I know, this is great ap- appetite building. <laughs>
1: um, Alright, cool.
0: Our theme tune is The Old Oak Wood Grows Green Again by Column Sands, performed by Column Sands and Anne Harper and published by Elm Grove Music.